Welcome to my shoplifting catch-22. This is the discussion of all things health, fitness, strength, and nutrition related. I am your host, David Edgel. In this episode, we will take a look at mapping your daily meals. We will discuss how to choose the number of meals that will work well for you, and we will figure out if you should keep your macronutrients even across your meals, or if you should vary those numbers. Let's go crunch some calories. Welcome everyone. This episode is part six in the series of Foundations of Nutritional Planning. Before you explore this episode, I would recommend that you listen to episodes three, four, five, six, and seven. Those episodes will prepare you for the information in this session. The focus of this episode will be to help you to decide how to organize your daily meal structure. Before you plan your daily meal structure, you should know the following things. You should know your calorie budget. You should know your targeted protein levels. You should know how you're going to manage your macronutrient percentages, and you should know if you'll be planning for consistent or variable macronutrient levels across the course of a week. If you have questions with these issues, again, I suggest you listen to the previous podcasts in the series, and that will bring you up to date and help you in your planning. Meal planning and frequency is the nuts and bolts of your nutrition. This is a question you will have to face on a daily basis. But let's break it down into some simple considerations. How many times should you eat in a day? To start meal planning, you should first determine how many times you can or should eat. question I like to ask my athletes is, would you like to eat more frequently? Are you the type of person that would like to spend some time eating a variety of meals? Or are you on a type of a schedule like a high school athlete, a college athlete, or working in a restricted environment? Does your schedule require you to limit your number of meals? So let's look at some of these considerations with this. Fewer meals tend to create a different biological circumstance as compared to eating more meals. This is a question of efficiency. More meals usually means smaller meals. Fewer meals usually means larger meals. Protein digestion and absorption are a limiting factor. It is generally difficult to efficiently absorb large amounts of protein at a single time. Smaller amounts of protein digest better. This would mean that if you have to get in a lot of protein, you might want to plan for more frequent and smaller meals. If, on the other hand, your diet doesn't require you to eat a lot of protein, you may get away with fewer meals that are larger in size. The third thing you may want to look at is fewer meals can be more time effective. If you are on a limited schedule or a restricted schedule where you can't just be wandering off to the kitchen all the time, you may have to plan three or four or five meals a day as opposed to seven or ten or twelve. Fewer meals could possibly reduce insulin production. If you're constantly exposing your body to carbohydrates, your body is constantly having to release insulin in order to fully absorb those carbohydrates into a cell. Some people may need to limit the number of times they eat specifically because of this consideration. On the other hand, fewer meals can be much more difficult to digest just because you're getting in more food at a given time. Your body efficiently digests carbohydrates in almost any amount where protein and fat sources have to be emulsified or broken down with specific enzymes, and that can be harder to absorb those critical elements. More meals or more frequent small meals can be time-consuming to prep and time-consuming to eat. You have to take breaks away from everything else. 
on a personal level, I would rather eat a small meal because I can eat it quickly and, and move on with my day rather than a large meal that is slow and cumbersome to prepare and consume. More smaller meals can improve digestion and absorption. Small meals tend to digest easier and that can make the nutrients in the meal more biologically available. The nutrients have a better chance of being absorbed into the bloodstream this way. Many people are unaware of the fact that more meals, more frequent meals, can boost metabolism and calorie burn through a process called thermogenesis and peristalsis. Thermogenesis is just a statement saying your body heats up as it is going through that digestion process. And peristalsis is the actual squeezing of the food through all of your GI tract, through all of your tubes. Your GI tract is made of smooth muscle. It squeezes your food from the time that you swallow it all the way to the other end. Just eating small meals keeps this, this action more active and can help you burn calories. Some athletes are actually trying to grow. You get junior high or high school athletes that are needing to put on some size or some weight for their sport because they have the height, but they're a little skinny for their, their structure. They want a boost in insulin production, so more meals can boost insulin production, especially in the case of meal planning that is higher in carbohydrates. This can benefit that skinnier athlete to be able to put on some of that much-needed mass over time. Another consideration is that more meals can stabilize blood sugar through lower glycemic loading. This is especially effective on lower carbohydrate plans. We can see that there's some benefits from using smaller, more frequent meals and other benefits of using larger, less frequent meals. Professionally, I recommend eating frequent, planned, small meals and doing as, so as often as your schedule will reasonably permit. I've seen very little value to the current fad concept of intermittent fasting. We used to call that binging and starving. Quite to the contrary, I've seen the binge and starve cycle of intermittent fasting as a good way to train your body to maintain fat and abandon lean tissue. It may work well for sedentary people who tend to graze on snack food garbage all day, but it does not provide an adequate window for providing essential nutrients for bodies that are athletic or are working toward fat losses or muscle gains. That being said, doing an intermittent fasting of not eating for a significant part of the day and getting your calories in in a, a window of six to eight hours may be ideal for somebody who is sedentary, who doesn't exercise a lot, and tends to be that person who wants to graze. On the far other side of the scale, I have had bodybuilding clients that have eaten as frequently as 17 times a day due to hard physical labor type of jobs. My leanest bodybuilders are always eating at least six meals a day and usually much more often than that. So if getting lean is your thing, more frequent smaller meals really may be that advantage you're looking for. The second significant consideration is about macronutrients. Should you keep your macronutrients even from meal to meal? Much like keeping day-to-day -day planning consistent or even, you can keep your percentages the same from meal to meal for ease of programming. Again, this is probably the preferred method for the less experienced person as it's much less complicated to program. Protein levels should be as consistent as possible from meal to meal. This will give your body the chance to digest and absorb those proteins on a much more efficient level. If you have a weekly plan that varies macro percentages from day to day, you may need to vary individual meal percentages to meet those numbers. 
I think the most important consideration in deciding whether you're going to keep consistent from meal to meal or if you're going to vary your percentages from meal to meal has to do with your sensitivity to the effects of carbohydrates. If you are sensitive to the effect of carbohydrates, you may need to vary your percentages from meal to meal during the day. What do I mean by that? Myself as an example, I am very sensitive to carbohydrates. A meal high in carbohydrates makes me very sleepy. This can negatively affect my productivity early in the day and can cause a roller coaster effect to my blood sugar levels, making me want to consume more and more carbohydrates, and it gets me off track. On the other hand, my focus and energy stay constant and high after I do a high fat and high protein meal. I personally perform the best energy level wise and focus wise with a high protein fat in the morning and starchy carbohydrates introduced before bedtime. I used to tell people get your carbs in early in the day and burn them off. That's not necessarily a good idea for everybody. It works well for some, but don't worry if it doesn't work for you. If I have a significant training day scheduled, it works best for me to consume the necessary carbs the night before so that I have them available for training the next day. If I eat those carbs just before training, I want to sleep my way through training and I don't have good workouts. These considerations may be reason enough for you to vary your macronutrient balance from meal to meal, but the goal is to still hit your numerical goals at the end of the day. So let's look at the steps. Tying it all together, you're going to choose the number of meals that's going to best suit your schedule. Secondly, you're going to spread your protein evenly across those meals. Third, you're going to need to determine if you need to vary your carb and fat numbers in one or more of your meals. And finally, assign your carb and fat calories across those meals based upon whether you've chosen even or variable planning. That's it. It's not complicated. It's straightforward. Don't worry about making your meal planning perfect. Just make it conscious. Do it with intent, and you'll get better at this from day to day. Thank you for joining us for this episode of My Shoplifting Catch-22. I hope you will take advantage of this information so that you can better manage your day-to-day -day meal planning. If you have not yet subscribed to our podcast, I invite you to subscribe now so that you can be notified of our next episode. I also invite you to share this episode with friends, family, and workout buddies that will also benefit from this information. Come visit us at myshoplifting.com and join our community with a digital membership subscription for workouts, exercise programming, recipes, and easy-to-understand video instruction. If you have questions, feel free to contact us and let us help you in your fitness journey. Join us again next time as we continue the conversation. Yeah.